TH Glee, the show where we get high and watch Glee. I'm Courtney, and I've never seen all of Glee. And I'm Elise, and Glee was my entire personality back in the day. I know for the listeners, we are both consuming weed legally and are allowed to have it, so if it is not legal in your area or you are not of legal age to consume it, please don't. And yes, we will be trashing Will Schuster in every episode. Please enjoy this, and hi us, take it away. (laughs) Yeah, let's not fuck around here. We're My name's Jasmine Masters, and I got something to say. <laughs> We're here reporting live, having just watched Glee before episode four, The Breakup, and we have something to say. I, the episode ended, and I literally looked at Elise, and I was like, hey, Elise, I didn't like that episode. <laughs> This episode is fucking legendary for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, Ryan Murphy really just gave up. Oh, yeah. And see, this is the thing is like, this is his like normal level of give up where he cares for two seasons and then abandons something. He gives up somehow even more after Cory Monteith dies, which is Jesus. between seasons four and five. So. You think that'd be the time to like put a little more effort in? Oh, you might think that. But if you've learned anything about Ryan Murphy, it's that when when you think he's going to do this, you should actually be prepared for him to do the exact opposite. <laughs> okay, yeah. Listeners, here's, here's some f- facts about me and Ryan Murphy. I was a very avid American Horror Story fan for a long time. And that show just got progressively worse every season until he literally gave up. And then That's he's kind like, of his thing. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like what in season 14 and he's like, every season now is like, this is the last one. This is the last one. Just kidding. This is last. it's like, stop. <laughs> also, you kept using Emma Roberts and I hate her. She's the worst. Oh, She's wow. Like, that's that's your big beef with Ryan Murphy is that he uses Emma Roberts and stuff? Well, she, would, she showed up in Freak Show, and I was like, well, now Freak Show's gonna suck. And it did. It did suck. Also, Neil Patrick Harris is bad in it, too, but whatever. <laughs> Wasn't Matt Bomer in that season? He was in Hotel. I feel like he also guys. made an appearance in Freak Show. But I would have noted Glee guest star Matt Bomer. Ryan Murphy has a tendency to use the same five people for everything, so... Yeah, yeah, now Darren Chris is one of them. Yeah, and Billy Eichner's one of them now. Congratulations, too. I played myself. <laughs> Although, to be, to be fair, I, 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 I like, I, I very much consider myself a Darren Chris fan, but I, like, like it's, I feel like I maybe can't do that anymore because I'm realizing I haven't actually watched anything he's been in for like years. <laughs> yeah, name. I do not keep up with projects i know about them i just and i i say i'm gonna watch them and then i just don't and then usually i hear that it wasn't that great <laughs> and like <laughs> name a darren chris project that wasn't also tied to ryan murphy uh his appearances on broadway i meant tv and movie wise but okay. oh, tv and movie wise uh he was in that movie midway which nick jonas was also in <laughs> Was that the plane movie? I think so. I, I haven't seen it. 
Was Harry Styles also in that? No, Harry Styles was no, in No, he was in Dunkirk, which I did yeah. see. <laughs> Harry Styles is in the other plane movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this episode, we can't fuck around. Okay, we can't fuck around. This episode starts with, like, Kurt is in the kitchen frying an egg, and then Rachel comes in, and he's like, do you want to croak, madame? And I was like, that's not that so good. It sounds good. I don't think that's how they're made, but whatever. Maybe I'm thinking of a croak monsieur. A croak, a croak madame has an egg on it. So does a croak monsieur. It's a grilled ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> it was made with, like, French toast. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's delicious. delicious. It's one of my favorite foods. <laughs> fried ham and cheese sandwich with egg. It's yeah. delicious. <laughs> um, I only I remember I got it one time at that restaurant um, next to campus that we used to get brunch at. Was it Cook's Tavern? Do you remember that place? They, their menu changed like every month. <laughs> I don't know if I went to that one. I went to the one in the old firehouse a lot. Oh, E9? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was just writing about college yesterday for my new college. Oh. <laughs> Old college, meet new college. Yes. Um, so Rachel comes in and Kurt's like, thank God for your earplugs, right? Because Rachel's like, we didn't sleep last night. And then she's like, no, we didn't even talk. We just kind of laid there, which is so dumb. And then Finn comes in and Kurt's like, bye <laughs> and rachel's like are you hungry and then she starts to cook which we know doesn't go well usually anyways and then she just turns to finn and is like finn i can't do this like where were you what happened what happened to the army why are you here where's your uniform she's like why are you here she's like why why aren't you in the army and why aren't you in your uniform or something like that and i'm like why would he be in his uniform i even if he's like just visiting, like why would he be in his uniform to show up to his girlfriend's apartment? I I don't know, but um, <laughs> apparently Finn shot himself in the leg in the first week of being in the army. Well, first first two weeks, but yeah. But I don't think they. I don't know if they. I don't he know also says that he them. named his gun Rachel because they're like supposed to name their guns. If somebody named a gun after me, I would leave. Like, I just, that's yeah. so gross. Yeah, so Finn's like, I got a semi-honorable discharge, which he's fine. I don't know why he can't still be in the army when he's, he recovered very well from being shot in the thigh. <laughs> like, you know, okay, admittedly, I don't know very much about the army, and frankly, I don't care to, but I have to imagine that people that new to the army accidentally shoot themselves all the time, right? But also, I don't think they're allowed to handle guns that early. I don't know. I don't but know. I it have, seems, I it seems like something somebody with little to no knowledge of the army, like me, came up with. Yeah, I could ask anyone in my family because all of them were in the Marines in the army, so... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> call, okay, hold on. We're going to phone a friend and you're... you're gonna, I'm going to call my dad real fast. going to get him on the pod gonna tell him to take an edible and then get on this pod <laughs> I okay did. we gotta move on so, so like, funny, i don't have a dream i don't have nothing i got nothing i'm i'm nobody i'm a lima loser and rachel's like we'll find you a new dream you can reapply to schools you wanted to be an actor 
we can you can shadow me at Niata, which is a thing I guess you can do, but she's a first year student, so she probably he probably wouldn't have shadowed her anyways. And like you're not just allowed to like walk onto campus. Yeah, Ra- Rachel takes him to Niata and then Kurt's at Vogue.com. You remember Vogue.com? Yeah, remember Vogue.com from last the last episode that we did? Yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker. She works at Vogue.com. I, I'm surprised they didn't just name her character like Barry Cradshaw. Like <laughs> Barry Cradshaw. Because you can't call her Carrie Bradshaw, but like, come on. <laughs> um, so Vogue.com and he's working the phones and Blaine calls and he's like He calls Blaine, which was what makes this Blaine. scene even weirder because he called him. <laughs> yeah, he called Blaine and Blaine's like, Hey, I miss you. And Kurt's like, just kidding, Joan Didion's calling, gotta go. And then he, no, he's like, I'm I'm taking over Isabel's phones for the week, and they literally won't stop ringing. And I'm like, then why did you call him right now? Yeah, you called him, which is hella rude. Like I don't blame Blaine in this situation. I um, would say the only, weirdly enough, the only person in this episode who is not in any way in the wrong in their relationship is Rachel. <laughs> everybody's in the wrong in their own weird little ways, except Rachel. Rachel actually is in the right in everything she says in this episode. I would say Emma Emma was too in the Pillsbury. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Emma Emma is 100% also in the right. But they only gave her two sentences to say. Yeah. (laughs) She she doesn't want to be on this show anymore. Yeah. So... (laughs) uh, They're talking, and then Kurt has to go real fast, and then... We get a, a song, <laughs> and it's a montage cutting between Blaine at high school and Finn at Niata with Rachel as they're singing. What's the song called? It's called Barely Breathing. <laughs> yes. It's um, it's a song from the 90s. It was written by uh, Duncan Sheik, who wrote Spring Awakening. Uh-huh. So that's a fun fact. Um, Lee and Michelle come through. Yes. I know things, see? <laughs> uh, and it's a song that, like, as soon as you're not hearing it anymore, you kind of stop thinking about it. But then yeah, the I second you hear that song again, you're like, oh my god, that song! I hadn't thought about that song in years! It's like anything by, like, Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, Natalie and Bruglia. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Hey, guess what? They do torn in in this. Uh, in, oh, yes, in yeah. I'm waiting. I was waiting for that song to pop up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Rachel gets to sing a lot of fun '90s songs this season. Yeah. Oh, we also had a No Doubt song. Oh Who my god, No Doubt song. But we're, we're I have so much to say about the No Doubt song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. So um, they're doing this montage, and then. Rachel's like, we're going to go to Callbacks, which is the name of a piano, like, singing bar. Well, there's one thing that you excluded from talking about the song, which is that what Blaine is doing is he is on his tiny little iPhone. His tiny iPhone 1, and he's texting with Eli C. Yes. And Eli C says, hey, sexy, what are you doing? And then Blaine... And his picture is a lighthouse. 
Like it's not a person. It's a lighthouse. Like this is like I don't know, maybe grinder, but like I think not. it's supposed to be Facebook because it starts with Blaine saying poke to Eli C. He like poked him. Like remember on Facebook when you would yeah, poke no, people? I know. I'm just I'm just choosing to hate this more. I think it's supposed to be Facebook, so why is his name Eli C? Yeah, why doesn't it just be your they don't, name? They don't put names like that on Facebook. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Either way, Blaine is flirting with somebody on the internet. In Which, I'm, I'm like, does Blaine know this person? Has Blaine seen well, this person's I mean, face? Because, again, we don't see his face. He must, he, maybe he went to Dalton with him. Yeah, maybe. That, that's probable. Um. So, yeah. And then they are going to go to callbacks, the, the bar that they're allowed to go to, because I guess it's 18 and over. I Presumably. I don't know how Blaine got it. I guess that's, that's, that's not how bars work. You no. can't just say this bar that serves alcohol also lets 18-year-olds in. No, there's like, you have to have like an X on your hand, like if it's an 18 and over like night. Well, and there there are certain sections where minors wouldn't be allowed and stuff. Yeah, it's weird. Rachel they- orders an amaretto sour virgin. So you it's just what almond flavored syrup? Like <laughs> it sounds really weird. With sour mix? Ew. That's not a thing. <laughs> I'm going to google amaretto sour. How would you even make that virgin? Like, if it's just liqueur. It would, yeah, it would be like an almond simple syrup or something. But yeah, so they're getting ready to go to the callbacks, which is this piano bar where Niava students like to go sing. Oh, I guess it also has bourbon in it, so you could take the bourbon out. But it's, it's, yeah, it's like amaretto liqueur, bourbon, lemon juice, simple syrup, egg white. Like, that's like all that's in it. Ew. This is disgusting. Also, what bar has just egg white lying around? Uh, bars that do a lot more business than the average bar. Okay, it's not going to be some piano bar in fucking Brooklyn, okay? I'm going to tell you We that. don't know that this is Brooklyn. They could have gone into the city. Either way, that's not happening. Not at a piano bar. Not at a college piano bar. So, Blaine shows up at the New York apartment out of nowhere with uh, like two dozen roses yeah <laughs> and surprises kurt and kurt's like we're going out and so i i totally i wasn't paying close enough attention i like didn't see their little kiss they have a little kiss there they have like, the a first time of- they've kissed in a full season yeah and then spoiler i don't think they're gonna kiss for a while <laughs> <laughs> i see more than you might expect but still a ways away so Blaine shows up, they go to callbacks, Rachel's trying to get Finn to sing with her, she wants to sing, um, the, it's a Demi Lovato song. <laughs> yeah, Demi Lovato song. And then Finn's like, I don't wanna, why, why don't you, I'm not a student and Niata, like, I don't wanna, he's just thinking like a and party And he's like, paper. why don't you just sing with Brody? He tells her yeah. to do it. Yeah, and then she does. And it's like, it's fine. They sing the entire song for some reason. I don't know. It's, it's- shot like a horror movie. <laughs> it really is. Or like high school It's music. shot like a psychological thriller. Like it's shot like by David Fincher. Like it's. <laughs> this is Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick's Lee. 
yeah, so they sing that song. It's fine. And then Blaine's like, I want to sing. And so Blaine goes to Pascal the Piano Man. They say that his name is Pascal like five times in this. It's so weird. Yeah. And he, he like lets him have the piano. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you got it, dude. Have the piano. <laughs> and then Blaine sings the saddest version of Teenage Dream while openly weeping at Kurt. <laughs> For, like, a long time. It happened for so long. It's so long. So, so, um, so Darren Chris sang that live on set. Um, because you kind of have to when you're crying that much. Yeah, I mean, Um, it it sounded like he did, yeah. Uh, that's the first time they ever did that. Uh, aside from, like, the pilot. Um, where they kind of let them sing more on set. But usually it practically doesn't make sense for them to sing live. However, this was the first time they let somebody sing live in like a more like tenable sort of scene. And um, and going forward, uh, whenever somebody's actually singing live on Glee, it's like always Darren Chris. <laughs> I mean, he sounded fine. Yeah. He definitely sounded like he was crying. <laughs> And then, so they leave the bar, and they're walking through a park. I don't know what park they're in. Um, it doesn't look familiar to me. It might be in Brooklyn. I somewhere. remember the day that they filmed this. Why? Because it was a very big deal. Because every because they filmed it, like, on location in New York. So, like, people yeah. actually saw. And they were posting it on Tumblr as it was happening. And um, and everybody figured out that it meant that because this was this was we they filmed it obviously before season four I think even started airing, and mm-hmm. uh and so because yeah because it was it was summer because I remember because it was the same day that the London Summer Olympics started it was the same day as the opening ceremonies of the London Olympics so oh um <laughs> so we all slowly realized in horror that it meant that Kurt and Blaine were gonna break up. Oh, Jesus. And so um, it was a rough few months to be a Clane fan between knowing that it had been filmed and when this episode actually came out. Mm-hmm. And um, in the lead up to it, it was like such a big deal online that I think I mentioned this when the last time we recorded that like Darren Chris, before the episode aired, wrote this incredibly long like letter to the fans on Facebook talking about how hard it was for him to see Kurt and Blaine breaking up and how he really felt our pain. And he auctioned off a box of tissues with oh a inside. Yes. I do remember you talking about this, yes. <laughs> and because, like, we we made such a big deal knowing that Kurt and Blaine were going to break up and they're, like, everybody's favorite couple on the show. And, yes. and so, like, we all had to be consoled. The night that this episode aired... A friend of mine came over, a friend of mine who didn't even really watch Glee, came over mm-hmm. for uh, emotional support, and she brought me, like, a thing of brownies. Aww. <laughs> and, and so I remember, I rem- actually, I think multiple friends came over to watch it with me, um, but <laughs> so it was a very big deal, <laughs> is my point. Yeah. And I remember them shooting that scene very well. So this scene that Elise just lamented on? I don't know the words. Um, 
this scene so they're in the park they're walking finn and rachel are walking and then kurt and blaine are walking a few steps behind and finn and rachel start to get into it and finn's like getting all mad because he's like well what what did you do with brody and rachel's like you broke up up with her and she says she's like you broke up with me we just kissed we did nothing else i've been waiting for you for four months finn i think part of what we have to consider here is like sure finn broke up with her in kind of in a slightly ambiguous way of like but i i would say it was a pretty clear breakup however i can see from rachel's perspective why she might think that actually they were still gonna like be close and uh and you know maybe get back together at some point um and but then i think the real issue is that he just flat out didn't speak to her or tell her anything about where he was or what he was doing aside from what she knew that he was in the army and then he shows up and is like you didn't you weren't waiting for me yeah, he gets all butthurt, but she's like, like wrote to like, you, like, you, you, like, you gave her every sign that you didn't love her. <laughs> yeah, you were, you gave her every notion that you got, y'all were done. Like, so, of course she's fucking confused. And then we cut to Kurt and Blaine, and Blaine, and Kurt's like, that was a lot of emotion for safe. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, basically. And and Blaine's like, Kurt, I have to tell you something. I was with someone else. And then Kurt's like, what do you mean? And Blaine's like, I fucked some other dude because I was lonely and you were ignoring me. And Kurt's like, it was Sebastian, wasn't it? You know, logical reasoning, but also Sebastian nearly blinded Blaine. So I don't think Blaine's like too eager to like hook up with Sebastian. But Blaine's like, no, it wasn't Sebastian. And Kurt's like, well, who was it? And Blaine's like, it doesn't matter who it was because I'm not going to see him again. I'm not going to do it again. I feel terrible. I love you. And then Kurt's like, don't speak. (laughs) (laughs) They sing, don't speak. (laughs) So, (laughs) so this song. Uh, for starters, for starters, you can literally thank Darren Chris for this. He suggested this song to Ryan Murphy for this episode. Um, should have been a producer on this show. I, I mean, seriously. Okay, where where to begin? So this this song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched this like two nights ago while I was high on my own. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad this is going to be the first episode of our day. We're going to be peak high to watch this song because this is, it's not by any means the worst number done on Glee. It is not offensive. It's fine. Uh, like vocally speaking, like, like it's like, it's good. It's fine. Yeah, and like, like if it, I heard the Glee version of don't speak, I would be like, this is a good cover of this song. Yeah. Um, however, the visual for it is like the single most melodramatic sequence ever put to film. <laughs> Again, this is where Glee can't decide if it wants to be campy or be taken seriously. It is so fucking camp. 
It is literally Finn and Rachel laying in bed, <laughs> and Kurt and Blaine laying in a different bed, but they cut it to look like the grandpa, the grandparents from fucking Willy Wonka. Like they're all just like touching toes together. And then it's like, uh, it splits between like a four like shot thing of them and then it's it's like somebody had too much fun with fucking iMovie for this song it is that's exactly what it is it's, it was edited by somebody who just learned about iMovie and was having fun <laughs> like that's what it, like the side wipes and everything is so dumb oh, I've got, I can't breathe oh my god <laughs> This, um, yeah, this is, I think, the only time when we've been watching Glee together where I have literally burst into an uncontrollable laughing fit. Like, it got me. And, again, this is a moment that's supposed to be really sad because- Yeah, it's supposed to be heartbreaking. But instead, it's wildly hilarious because Glee is inconsistent. It's, it's seriously one of the funniest- numbers on glee i think for me personally um and the hard cut into it was just like so jarring and and, like before they get back to their apartment there's like this shot of like kurt and blaine sitting on the edge of this fountain but kurt's like sitting towards it and blaine's sitting away and they're just not looking at each other singing the lines and then kurt gets up and runs away it looks like kurt is singing at blaine's chin like (laughs) Oh my god. Um, um but yeah, so they're all broken up. Finn Well kind of. Kind of. Who knows? Finn sneaks out the next morning before Rachel's awake and Kurt's like, Where are you going? And Finn's like, I don't know. And then Finn heads back to Lima and then he goes straight to Mr. Shoe for some reason and just starts crying in his arms. Yeah. They like have a big hug. Mr. Shu calls him buddy. Yeah. And then, so Finn is now back in Lima. Blaine I'm like, don't you talk to your mom ever? Like, Well, he said he went home to see his mom, so. But, but like. Know. How do you know she's not in Washington if you didn't call her first? Yeah, whatever. So, Finn is in Lima. Blaine goes back to Lima. It's just Kurt and Rachel in New York now. I think we're done with New York at this point, right? Yeah, we are. Okay, so... Well, except we get, like, a cut back to Kurt, like, towards the end. Yeah. So, rewind a little bit. Um, Other other new kids. New kids are there. Oh, God. A lot of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when the girls walk by in the summer. In the summer. (laughs) Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Gangrams lately. Um, So... Kitty and oh fuck, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Buck's brother, Jake. Jake. Is it J- okay. <laughs> oh no. Uh oh. <laughs> Kitty and Jake are still dating. Um, Marley is hanging around. Supergirl's there. TV's so Supergirl is there. TV Supergirl continuing to be as milk toast as humanly possible. Yeah, she's like sitting in the lunchroom and she like is throwing these like red carnival tickets in her pocket. And then Jake's like, too late. I saw it. Free lunch tickets. I got them. That's not how it's ever worked. Like they don't give you like a fucking raffle ticket. So you can be like, okay, number 02136, time for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> what is this just dystopian future? Like. <laughs> 
This is Hunger Games. This is what Ryan Murphy thinks food stamps are. He thinks they're he thinks they're literally stamps that you peel off of like a sheet. No, it would be on your student ID when you scan it to get your lunch. At least it's on my school. I know. I was <laughs> like my school. You just swiped your student ID card and it had your lunch dollars on them. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works everywhere. <laughs> this is just written by again, some middle aged dudes that just don't know what the world is like. Yeah, and take and this is coming from two people who were in high school in the year 2012. This so is we true. Know. This is true. We were we both were in high them. school. We were there. That was, was us. <laughs> yeah, so Jake and Marley are like hanging out, but like Kitty is like Wait, hold on. Jacob Marley? Like Jake? the guy like the guy like from the a Christmas fruit? carol? Ah, uh, no. What? Did they do that on purpose? I don't think so. Why would they? I don't know. This is Ryan Murphy. What, what would be their motivation for that? I don't know. For, them to, really like for them to make the new main couple be named after the ghost from the Christmas Carol. <laughs> the first ghost, yeah. Yes. Makes sense to me. Toothless. You need to stop. My room is not a playground. <laughs> You're being a monkey. Oh my god. Okay, we have to keep going. Yeah, yeah. So Jake and Marley are hanging out. <laughs> Kitty doesn't like it. Kitty tells Marley that they're doing some sort of rapture club. What's it called? It's called the Left Behind Club. Um, club. Oh, also Santana. Brittany's in really in it. Because Brittany's in it. Santana's also in town visiting Brittany. And because she has to do laundry, and I was confused by that because she, she was supposed to be in Louisville. Yeah, she she like came back to do laundry for like the weekend, but then she goes to stuff on a weeknight with Brittany. Yeah, she's and like she's there like for at a the school. Yeah, she's there for a while. It's confusing. So Santana's there. They do like a weird thing at Breadsticks where they're trying to get um. What's, what's her name? Tina's assistant? Dottie Cassatori. Dottie. They're trying Cassatori. to be... <laughs> sorry. Dottie Cassatori. <laughs> Full name only. Um, sorry. I thought, I thought you were waiting for me to say it again. I didn't realize. <laughs> I wasn't, like, trying to correct you. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so they're at Breadsticks, and Kitty's like, the rapture's coming. Also, by the way, there's an elderly Japanese woman in the bathroom who fell and she doesn't speak English. And so Dottie runs off to go help her and they all like lay out clothes to pretend that they got raptured. I don't understand what the purpose of this was in this episode or why. Okay. We- yeah, it had nothing to do with any of the plots, really. Um, it was just to show that Kitty's insane. Which like there are simpler ways to do that um we already knew we've been done new well (laughs) well, my my problem with this was uh was that everybody that we know at this school was like going along with this like joe hart and sam and uh other people were all there participating yeah and they like all brought clothes and then it's only once Dottie actually comes in and has a reaction that Jake's like, Kitty, we this has gone too far. This has gotten out of control. It's like, what do you mean you literally all executed the plan exactly as intended? Like, as, as you all like, agreed to. <laughs> what's the point of it? Why are we doing this to Dottie? 
I don't know. Elise, I don't know. So that happens, and then it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just to show Jake starting to, like, hate Kitty more? Who knows? Again, easier ways. <laughs> yeah, so Mr. Shu um, comes into Glee Club with Finn. Finn's visiting. Everyone's excited to see him, except for the people who don't know him. And they're like, oh, you don't know Finn? Who's Finn? And it's like, who cares? And then they're, Mr. Shu's like, time to choose the music, the fall musical. And Tina's like, let's do Miss Saigon and then, or Pacific Overtures or something. Somebody else is just something else. It doesn't matter. And then Finn's like, what about Grease? Unique, Unique said Unique would like to do Hedwig. Hed, why was why was Hedwig on the list? It's a two-person show. It's two also, people and a backup band. <laughs> why also, would that be the school musical? <laughs> For for a guy who wants to make sure they're not having a Rocky Horror incident again, which again that was his go. fault. <laughs> not Hedwig is not the way to go. No, they're Finn's like. What about Greece? Girls like it. Guys like it. My mom likes it. I sang it to audition for Glee Club, and which I didn't think like, that was his audition when in that scene. I don't remember. You're asking. He didn't wrong. have an audition. He was just there. Yeah. And Mr. Shu's like, Grease, done. And then later, Mr. Shu goes home. He gets the letter saying that he's been accepted as some blue ribbon prize cow or something. I don't know what he is. What is he? He gets to be on, like, they keep calling it a blue ribbon panel for the arts. And I'm like, I've never heard that term before until now. I I know about, like, panels for things in Washington. I've never heard the term blue ribbon panel. (laughs) It sounds like he's going to offer, like, a ribbon for a prize cow. Like, yeah, seriously. So he got the job, and he was like, and he tells Emma, and Emma's like, "Ooh, Mr. Schuster goes to Washington," and he's like, and she, he's like, and Miss Pillsbury, and she's like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, you're gonna he's come with me." The worst partner I've like ever seen on television. He is he's so like, bad at being in a relationship. He's like, well, you're my fiance, and you have tenure, so you can just take a few months off and come with me. And she's like, but I don't want to leave my job and just like wait around in a hotel room while you get to go be a hot shot. Mr. Shu. (laughs) And he's like, what do you mean? (laughs) He's like, I thought you cared about me following my dreams. I thought you loved me. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's, she's basically like, She's like, you harassed me. That was never part of my terms for this. Yeah, like, I don't have to go sit in a hotel room and twiddle my thumbs while you get to, like, go do stuff. Like, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So they're fighting now, I guess. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Um, Then Jake and Marley are, like, talking in the hallway, and Marley's like, why are you dating her? And Jake's like, because she makes it so people don't laugh at me because she's popular because I'm not white enough for the white kids or black enough for the black kids or Jewish enough for the Jewish kids or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) There's a lot going on with this one man. Um, And so Kitty comes up and is like, Oh, you're trying to steal my boyfriend again. That's exactly how she sounds. And he's like, guess what Kitty we're breaking up. Dun, dun, dun. It was so weird because he literally just said why he liked keeping her around. And then she shows up and he's like, oh, hey, 
bye. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense. But so Kitty and him are broken up now. That's the uh, fourth breakup in this episode, right? Well, you haven't even really gotten to the Rachel and Santana. Or, not Rachel and Santana. No, Oops. Oops. <laughs> Ooh, Sapphire Oops. Spray. That Ooh. is really coming through. <laughs> okay, so Santana sits down with Brittany in the Glee Club room and is like, Brittany, I need to talk to you about something. Um, but I'm going to sing it. And then she sings a Taylor Swift song. She uh, sings Mine by Taylor Swift, which um, is widely believed to have been inspired by uh, Corey Monteith. Which is kind of interesting. Did they date? They, I think, very casually dated for, like, not very long. Um, But what she has said about the song Mine is that it's based on, like, she met him once and just immediately could picture how their entire relationship would go. And so she wrote Mine based off of that. And the person that she met and had that, like, vision of was Corey Monteith, so. Sure. She also dated Cordover Street. Damn, Taylor. (laughs) She got Finn and Sam. (laughs) She really went through every, like, popular male pop star of the 2010s. I don't know if I'd call either of them pop stars, but sure. (laughs) You know what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) Bieber, Justin Bieber types. Yeah, even though she didn't date Justin Bieber. <laughs> no, but she did date Harry Styles, right? Yeah, and very, Jones. very famously. <laughs> did she date a Jonas Brother? Yes, also very famously. Yeah, and then uh, Jake Gyllenhaal apparently doesn't shower because she told us so. So <laughs> anyway, in the context of this, it doesn't really like. Okay, I like this performance. Naya it's Rivera really- sounds incredible on it. As Um, as it was happening, I was like, I'm getting mixed messages. I cannot tell if someone is about to break up with her or tell her that she loves her and, like, wants to make this work. Yeah, yeah. So, if they had wanted, again, I I like the song, but if they had wanted it to be clear about a breakup, it's very easy to pick another Taylor Swift song that works there. Yeah, there's a lot of Taylor Swift breakup songs. There's kind of like a it's kind of the thing she does best. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know why they picked like a happy one where in like the music video they like get married and have two kids. <laughs> so, yeah. um, <laughs> because then at the end, Britney's crying and she's like, "Sad songs make me so sad." And I'm like, "It's not a sad song. She just sang it while she was kind of crying." Yeah, and then and then Santana gives her a whole speech of like. I was saying this is like the most lesbian thing is like I want to break up with you but also it's just temporary so we're still going to be best friends and I'm gonna want to kiss you every time I see you but like I'm saying that it's okay for you to date other people and tell that we're in the same place again so like it's just so complicated and I you know when you put it that way the actual arc of this whole thing uh going forward makes more sense to me because the thing is like the thing is, with a lot of the couples that break up in this episode, they all treat it like they're kind of broken up, but like, but like they know that the other person is like who they're going to come back to. It's very yeah. weird, which to me, it seems like, why are you doing a half measure, measure like that? Just if you're going to, if you, if you want to stay together and you're like, we'll come back to each other later 
what's the point of the breakup in the middle? Because then you'll just be sad about the breakup when you could just not break up. Like, <laughs> Well, also, they never make it clear if Finn and Kurt, or Finn and Kurt, Kurt and Blaine, like, actually broke up. Uh, they, I would say, are probably the least ambiguous out of all of them. Like, I think, uh, I mean, they they don't flat out say it. But, um, but Kurt, Blaine sends Kurt more roses with, like, a little note. Yeah. And, uh, he throws the note away. Uh, so I think that's meant to be our visual cue. Um, but going forward, I would say they are the most solidly broken up. And I think that makes sense because that's the only one where, like, infidelity was truly involved. Um, so, yeah. So Finn, Finn is, like, hanging on the stage. And then Rachel comes in, and she she's furious. Okay. This is a great Rachel scene. This is maybe my favorite Rachel scene I've ever seen. Um, she's really good in this scene. She, I, I was like, fuck, give Leah Michelle a, like, an Emmy for this scene. It was so good. Um, and I feel like more than any other scene on this show, I feel like I understood Rachel more after this scene. Like, I yes. feel like I kind of got her now, based on yes. this scene. She so, really, she she's so good in this. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, I texted you, I tried calling you, and then I had to fly on a fucking plane back to Lima, Ohio, because you wouldn't answer me to tell me where you were. In the and, middle of my school week. <laughs> and I went to your mom's, I went to the tire shop, and then, of course, you're here. But I didn't know that because you didn't answer my text messages, Finn. You left me in New York alone again. <laughs> and then she, and then Finn's like, well, I want to give you your freedom. And she's like, I don't want my freedom. That tra- day at the train station was the worst day of my life. <laughs> says, it was the worst day of my life. And also, I don't need you to give me freedom. She literally says, I'm a grown woman, Finn. <laughs> and then she's like, I hated you for doing that to me (laughs) she straight up is like i fucking hated you (laughs) she's like you you were my like number one enemy (laughs) when you did that shit to me and she was like i don't need you to like think that i'm gonna like be different if i'm famous or something because you're still the guy that is the first guy i've ever fallen in love with and i thought you were gonna be the last guy i'd fall in love with but you're being a dick. <laughs> so bye. <laughs> She's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep trying to figure out what you want from me. And then you deciding I picked wrong. Like we can't also, keep never doing mind this. The fact that Finn is basing his entire existence and like personality on being Rachel's boyfriend. Like, Which then he goes and complains to Rachel that he's just her boyfriend. Well, and, and then it's yeah. like, then stop making it your whole identity. You fucking dweeb. It's like, it's not her fault that you don't have any dreams and you refuse to do anything because Rachel didn't tell you to. Like, stupid simp. What a simp. What a cuck. Finn's a cuck. (laughs) (laughs) Of course Finn would get cucked by somebody like Brody. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And Finn tries to, like, make it about her kissing Brody, and she's like, we were broken up. (laughs) She's like, do you not remember telling me that you were going to drive me to our wedding and then instead depositing me on a train? 
Yeah, like Finn. Are you saying that you were joining the fucking army? And then you shot yourself in the leg, you asshole. Uh, it's 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 a very good scene. That's the best scene in the whole episode. Oh, definitely. Then they sing the scientist. <laughs> I like this one. I like it too, but it I was think it's well done. It was a you just weren't boring. prepared for it. I wasn't prepared for Kurt to appear. Suddenly, right on the key change. Yeah. It goes, and then Kurt's there. So Finn's singing, and then Blaine's singing, and then Brittany's singing, and then Kurt appears, Santana appears, Rachel appears, Emma and Mr. Shu appear. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> Why weren't Jake and Kitty there? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> gives a rat's fucking ass about them. No. They weren't in love. Come on. No. So... So okay, going going around going around the stage clockwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the top we have Will and Emma, who kind of just had a fight. Like they didn't they didn't they, break they, up. They didn't, didn't take her ring off or anything. You know, oh, she was just, just like, "Will, you're being dumb." Yeah. So up in the air, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Kurt and Blaine, uh, I would say definitely broke it up. <laughs> Yes. Because uh, Blaine did something pretty bad. And Kurt is not uh, not responsible. Kurt, Kurt is partially responsible. That's what I should say. Yes. Um, but Blaine shouldn't have done that. That was really stupid. And you know what? Honestly, though, that's what Kurt gets for dating a high schooler. Um, like, what, what are you expecting? <laughs> Santana and Brittany, who fucking knows? <laughs> Again, lesbians, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and then Rachel and Finn, I would say, pretty, pretty broken seriously up. broken up. But I, it all gets a little murky in a few weeks. No, oh, great, cool, can't wait. Not that it was like crystal fucking clear now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fully understanding the plot of this season of Glee so far. <laughs> we get another new character next week. Oh, good. Also, it's exclusively stuff at McKinley next week. No New York characters. You know, at least that's consistent. At least that's, like, I can I can handle one location. That's true. Because the scenes that happened in New York versus the scenes that happened at the high school were, like, made by, like, different production studios. Yeah, like... I was, like, the ones happening in New York are, like, full, like, melodrama, like, soap opera. Yeah. And the ones happening in the high school are a Fox TV show. Like... <laughs> and then not a very good one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn on New Girl instead. <laughs> yes. Well, the, the site where we've been watching these, it started with season four. Now, before it plays every episode, it plays, like the fox ad that airs before glee where it's like next up is glee and then catch new girl and the mindy project and like this these other shows that don't exist anymore Pretty it's wild. funny what a time capsule yeah the 12 commercial can be <laughs> uh, okay what was your favorite song uh yeah, right? <laughs> the thing is, I like listening to, like, all the songs from this. Yeah. I would say um, the same guys, Don't Speak 
is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't Speak, I also like The Scientist. Um, And Naya Rivera sounded incredible on her song. And I even like the Blaine and Finn song a a pretty decent amount. Um, I've, I've definitely listened to all of these just, like, in my free time. My favorite. You know... Don't Speak and The Scientist are very similar and they're also very different. And <laughs> and I like both of them a lot in different ways. I, In terms of just sheer entertainment value, I would have to give that to Don't Speak. <laughs> yes. It is, it, it, it's one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Tudeless. This is just, so, because listeners, you can't see this. Toothless likes to just sit behind my laptop. And so he'll just like stare at me over the top of my laptop as I do this. And so now I'm putting my camera down so you at least can see just the underside of Toothless's face. It's <laughs> so funny. Chin. Um, yeah, I like Don't Speak because it was hilarious. <laughs> it was like objectively it's just side splitting. <laughs> yeah, that's just like some classic comedy right there. <laughs> Oh man, Dane Cook wishes. <laughs> oh my god. This, uh, this episode, I gave it a two out of ten, and the two points go to Rachel for being fucking great at the end. Yeah, this is like the most you've ever liked Rachel. <laughs> I hate Rachel. I still hate her. I hated her most of this episode, and then she got a fucking pair of balls at the end. And she went into him, and she goes like, "Ooh, ooh, Finn." <laughs> <laughs> I want to go date Quinn now. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, gosh. I miss Quinn. Um, okay, well, final thoughts. Wow, we just talked about Glee for, like, almost an hour. Mm-hmm. We're getting deep, guys. It's getting I mean, weird. <laughs> I feel like we won't have very much to say about the next one. Um, and, like, kind of the next string is what, as far as I remember, it's it's much tamer. Like, this was just, like, going a mile a minute. Things so get a little sleepier. <laughs> there was so much in this episode. It was, like, too much to, like, pay attention to. Yeah, it was kind of sensory overload. <laughs> yeah. Should we should we venture onward into post-breakup woes? Yeah. Feature us. Take it away? Yeah. Go for it, dogs. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of TH Glee. If you like this episode, you can give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to see more from us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at THGlee420. If you want to hear more of my voice, you can check out Pumping Up the Podcast, a Hannah Montana podcast, or follow me on Twitter at LovelyLacy. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can listen to Ramsey's recaps and trailer trash, or follow me on Twitter at Style. And until next time, don't stop believing. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 <laughs>